used car salesman <laughs> oh have you seen that video on instagram it's a guy he's in the back of a car and he gets out of the car and he starts singing this he starts talking right away he's selling cars and he's like really skinny and kind of funny like he's real like slick about it he's like Hey, everybody, think if you're coming down here, I'm going to do all this, da, da, da. And he's talking real fast. He's like, you're going to come down here, I'm going to beat it by like $400. You're going to come out here, we're going to, where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. That's what he keeps saying over and over. And he's like, don't, what a Is it real? Where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. Yes, it's real. This is like a real <laughs> car commercial. Like, he's really selling cars. He's like, whatever you bring down here, I'm going to beat it by $400. <laughs> so good it's so good but the reason i saw it is because this girl reenacts it to perfection she reenacts it because it's like her garage door opens and she comes out and she's like hey how you doing i'm gonna be about four hundred dollars with a money reside with a money reside she starts singing the whole thing and it's so good i'm gonna have to send you the video now okay now i want to see it i'm pretty sure it's on tiktok or something i don't know i deleted that app so i don't know when oh you actually first started saying that, I thought you were going to talk about the one where the guy gets out of the car all the time. He's always shirtless. No. And he starts singing. I don't know. There's some song. It's a famous song. But in the song, it's always like, I don't go down on girls. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but one girl, one guy was really hot, even though he's singing the song. And it's totally like too much. Uh-huh. And she like cuts into his and she's like, Hey, such and such. Um, you know we have a group project on due tonight. Could you get back in your car? And it like blew up. <laughs> I love a sick burn. <laughs> So I've still not downloaded TikTok, but I'm like, I'm still waiting to figure out what they're going to do with this Bridgerton musical because these girls are writing it. And I was on my phone last night. I think it must have been like 1130 or something. And I'm watching them record this live because they're recording their process. They're doing live videos on Instagram and you can watch them do it. And the talent these girls have is these women. It's incredible. I am blown away. And at one point, my husband's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching these amazing bitches on here write this fucking musical in front of my fat face while I shove an ice cream sandwich in my mouth. And I'm like, they're just so talented. I was like, this is amazing. Did you say you watched the final girls? Yes. Wasn't it funny? Oh my God, listen, I'm so glad you said that because I was listening to uh, last week's episode today. We were talking about the final girls on that and I'm going to tell you, yes, we watched it this weekend. We went to see, we actually did Christmas on my husband's side of the family. My in-laws have gotten uh, their COVID vaccine, so we were able to go see them. So we had our Christmas this past weekend at their place at the beach and his brother brought a new girlfriend. I know he hasn't brought a girl around since like, since we got married. So it's been like 12 years or some shit. It's been a while. 
so it's been a long time since he's brought a girl. He brought a girl and she was so cute and so nice, very sweet, like not at all what I expected. She was hot too. I was like, how did you get this girl? It's really like, <laughs> she's, like it, she's crazy. <laughs> I know. I was like, clearly she's probably got some issues that we're not figuring out yet, but no, she was so sweet. She was really cute. But anyways, it was the two of them and my husband and I, and we were just kind of scrolling on TV late one night. And I was like, you know what we should watch? The movie Final Girls. I was like, Mel was telling me about it. And she says it's kind of like dark and funny and it'll be a fun watch together. And so I put it on and we all loved it. It was so good. You were right. It was like, there was a couple parts where I jumped and I was the only one in the room that was like, ah! and they all laughed at me. But for the most part, I don't know how I missed it because I love all the people that are in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's some, some good actors in it. Yeah. And they're just, they're hilarious. And it was, you know, dark and, and funny and, and like, it was, it was really great. Like it was campy too. And, like B-rated campy. It, it was perfect. So yeah, that was a great movie. Definitely recommend it. Did you watch or read anything I recommended? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I want to, I do want to tell you though, I, I know I'm kind of glad that Tess is not on this podcast right now because I'm going to say I finally downloaded The Initiation. So she talked about that book by Nikki Sloan like a year ago. She was talking about that trilogy. Yeah. I got them in print and I was going to read them, but this was pre-COVID or something because I went to the beach and my mom and LB took the books from me and I never saw them again. So then I saw they came out in audio. And so I bought all three books in audio. And the other day, you know, last week I was telling you I finished everything and I didn't know if I wanted to start another one. But I had a long drive today. I had to go home. And so it's a six-hour round-trip drive. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in and put it on. And if I listen to it, I listen to it. If I zone out, I zone out. And it's so fucking good. Hot. Like, oh, It's my really God. hot from my understanding. Oh, my God. It is so, like, dirty. And it, there's just, like, it's so teased. Like, the tease is so good. Because they keep, like, getting these moments alone, and he's just, like, sticking his hands in her panties all the time. And, oh, my God, it's so dirty. And so he's not <laughs> supposed to, like, touch her until they're engaged and stuff, and they keep sneaking around, and it's all good and dirty. And I know what's going to happen because Tessa told us, you know, on the podcast, I don't want to spoil it in case anybody hadn't listened to that episode, but she tells us. She told us, like, what kind of nasty thing is coming, and I know it's coming, and I'm, like, so excited. I'm, like, yeah. rubbing my hands together, and I'm ready. Oh, this is going to be so dirty. <laughs> it's going to oh, be God. so nasty, but I really enjoyed the shit out of it. I love the narrator, and it's all from the female's perspective so far. I've just really enjoyed listening from one side because you know maybe because we alternate so much in our books yeah it does leave a lot of mystery when you don't get anything from his perspective so you don't really know what he's thinking all the time so there's a lot of like not mystery but there's a lot of sort of like oh is he will he won't he what's he gonna do next you know like that kind of thing yeah so that part's been really fun so I was super glad that and then I finally did it. <laughs> I finally listened to Tessa like a year later and put that on there. So, so yeah. We should probably mention she has a book out. Oh, yeah. I did do an ad for it. So, last week, if you missed it, we didn't talk about it while we recorded because we didn't know. Um, 
but I did go back and I re- I recorded okay. an ad and Lola threw it in. So it's at the beginning of last week's episode and on Fridays too. Or um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays episode. It's at the very beginning. But um, Tessa has a surprise release that we didn't know about when we recorded. It didn't come out till after. But um, it's called The Sweetest Thing. Uh-huh. Is that it? It's uh, it's it's pretty cute. It's this girl. She's like a Broadway um singer, like dancer, performer. And she gets this really cool audition, but she misses it. Like something awful happens. She misses the audition. So the the guy that's like the like world renowned choreograph choreographer, or whatever. He's older and he has a son. And so she tries to. She follows. It says in the blurb, she follows a Times Square Pikachu's advice. And follows the sign or something like that. And I was like, well, this is appealing to Mel. Apparently, <laughs> This is written for Mel. Because when she does, she follows the Pikachu's advice. And she goes to a bakery. And that's where his son is. He He's like this big, burly baker. And... So she she wants to use him to get to the to the choreographer, but it ends up they kind of fall for each other. So she's like, oh, what do I do? You know, and she doesn't want him to find out that that's why she went after him in the first place. And so it sounds really cute. And I, everybody I've heard that's read it said they loved it. So I it's bought on Kindle it. Kindle Unlimited too. Yes, I bought it, but I have not read it yet. But um, I also wanted to mention too. I posted it up in headquarters today, but I just want to say it just in case I forget. But for those of you who did the book club with us where we did Her Christmas Cowboy, um, Jessica Clare has the next book out in that series, and it's called The Bachelor Cowboy. And I am so excited to read it because I'm pretty sure the heroine that's in it is the one who works at like the tax office downtown. She's like a big nerd and and she's sort of silly and stuff. And she's just like, uh, I think she just works by herself as an accountant, whatever it was. It was it was set up for a really cute like next book for in her Christmas cowboy. So that's out today. It is hold on, it's called like I said, it's called the Bachelor Cowboy. And the whole series is the Wyoming Cowboy series. There's a bunch of them. The but, audio um, might be out too because I think it's a publisher. But. Yes, it is. The audio is not out yet. I think it comes out in the next day or two. The audio was actually early on her Christmas Cowboy. It was like a week or two before the ebook came out, which was great because I listened to it early. But this one should be coming like in the next week. But it's uh, it's seven ninety nine. They have paperback and yeah, and, and audio as well. So and I love the the narrator on both those books. So I'm excited to read that one next too. I was like, all of a sudden, I've got an influx of books. <laughs> but I feel like that's a, that's how it always happens. I'll go all from or not nothing. Having, yeah, I'll go from like I don't really have anything to like ten books in in a day. Which is dangerous. I saw that Carla that had talked about last week too. Carla's reading. That's her Instagram. She posted up that somebody's doing a challenge. It's, I think it's called like read what you got or something like that for January. Where it's like you can only read the books on your like what you've already bought. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. I should probably do that. <laughs> and then I bought four books today. When I was trying to find that book, I realized how many books I've never read that I own. That are on your Kindle. Oh, God, I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to think about it. Because, like, I'll just one-click stuff sometimes. Like, oh, that sounds good. And then I'll forget about it. <laughs> or I'll, like, Or if it's just get somebody I'm friends with or know, uh-huh. I'm just like, click, click. Even if I don't, haven't re- read the bio yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, um, while I was listening to the initiation today, I went on a, I went to, I went actually went home today to see my mom. I know I'd mentioned before she, they had brought my grandmother home who, who she recently, she just passed away last week. I don't even know how to say it. Like it's, it's, it's such a thing where it's like she, she was nine, she was going to be 93 in March. So she lived a long, wonderful life. It wasn't COVID related at all. Um, she had a stroke towards the end and, and eventually that's what did it. You know, it, we all had plenty of time and, and got to say goodbye and that kind of thing. So, but my mom had also had recently gotten her COVID vaccine. And so I went to the, the I forget what they call it. It was like a grades, graveside service. So they had it outside with a tent, but we all stood outside the tent. And so I was with my mom and my dad and uh, my brother and my sister were there. We all met up at my parents' house. And I'll just say this beforehand. Um, my sister is a nurse. She's also got her COVID vaccine. And the rest of us wore masks the entire time. So we were we were very safe about this. And it was just us. But I want to tell this story. But I just want to say all that beforehand. So I get there. And, you know, after a long drive or whatever. And, you know, we're hanging out. And then we're like, all right, well, let's go to the graveside thing. We'll all ride together. Because it's just a, a small gathering. And we're like, okay. And so my sister says, I'll drive. And we're like, great. We'll talk shit on how you drive the whole way there. This will be perfect. (laughs) So we all pile in the car. And as we're doing it, she's got third row seating. And I tell them, and then she's got like bucket seats on the second row. And I was like, well, I'll get in the back. It's fine. So I go to get in the back and it's on the third row. It's like one down and one up. Like she's got one of the seats pushed down. And I don't realize that as I'm going back and I fall over And somehow I end up with my feet straight up towards the roof and I'm on my back. And then I start laughing because it's just so stupid that I'm I'm in a dress I have on heels and I'm laughing and my mask is on and I can't breathe, but I'm laughing and I start snorting because I'm laughing so hard and they can't get me out of the fucking seat because I've just lost the plot. Yes, and so finally, my sister goes around the back to the trunk of the car and opens up the back hatch, and they pull me out like that way, like out of the back of the car, and I've got like rug burns where my dress pushed up and like down my ass, and I'm laughing, crying the whole time, because I'm like, how am I going to explain to my husband that I come home with rug burns on my ass? We're almost today. How is this going to work out? Gone for six hours. Come back with rug birds on your ass. I know. Exactly. I know. So, anyways, so uh, we do the graveside service. And what was kind of nice about it, and I think I may have even mentioned it before, my mom was one of six kids. But my grandmother was one of 12 children. So her family was gigantic. And obviously, you know, she was older, so she'd lost several family members since then. But um, a few of my cousins came. And it was so nice, even to just, like, at a distance, just be like, oh, my God, hi, because I haven't seen any of them in years. And one of my favorite cousins, like, my cousin Kay was there, and she's, like, my second cousin, like, twice removed, but whatever. So, it was just so cool to see her, because I looked up to her so much when I was a kid, and I was like, man, she's so cool, and so fun, and da da and she still is, like, a little, like, hippie still, and so cool, and I was just like, hey, Kay, and, like, yelling at her and stuff. So, it actually was a, such a nice day to, to see people, you know, and people that I hadn't seen in so long, and just, I hated the reason for it, but the excuse was worth it. 
And so, you know, it was nice to, to, it was a good excuse to go home and to see them. So even if I didn't, you know, if, even if it wasn't our good circumstances. So afterwards, we go back to my parents' house. And again, it's just the five of us, my parents, my brother, and my I'm sister. I'm like waiting for the food. I'm like, what's that food? Yes, there was food. So <laughs> they had sent, um, somebody had sent like a spiral ham home with my mom. So my mom, like we get back, she's got like the huge ham and like key lime pie and like rolls. And so we all like sit down and eat and stuff. But anyways, there was a moment and I don't know how it happened, but I looked up at my mom and I just started crying and I don't know why it hit me so hard, but I said, when was the last time the five of us were alone? You know, because the five of yeah. us grew up together, you know, like my 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 parents have come from a product of divorce and I have other half siblings and stuff like that. But my nucleus family was my mom and my stepdad and my whole brother and my half sister. And the five of us grew up to like we, we were that was our family. And so and we were raised together almost our entire lives. And so I just started like I just burst into tears and I was just like, when were, when were we alone together? When wasn't there my sister-in-law who's been married to my brother 21 years, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, when was the last time she wasn't here or kids weren't here or, you know, anybody else was in this house. It was just us. And I don't know, like we all just kind of took a moment and we we're like, wow, it's just us. Us, like it, where it all started it I feels know, like it's it like, really this is, was this is us we're the core the writer died together yeah at the end of the day yeah it was so it was crazy to like sit in that moment because I just could I mean our family's so big beyond the five of us and I just couldn't remember when that had happened and it was so fucking nice and just to sit there and laugh and, you know, just plan stuff and, and talk about, okay, well, what are, what are we doing in the future? Because like I said, my mom's had her vaccine and my dad and I was like, you know, my, my grandmother's not with them anymore. So she doesn't have that 24 hour care. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, so you're coming to my house this weekend. My mom's like, yeah, I think I might. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I know. So it was like really exciting to like think, oh my God, I get to see her again. Like soon. I don't have to wait like a year, you know? And so, um, and I don't want to get like too sappy or anything about it, but you know, I underestimate my mom a lot. And I think it's because, I mean, not that I, I, I don't know why, but it's not like I I don't think she's capable of anything. She's capable of greatness. I've seen her achieve greatness, but I think I underestimate her strength sometimes and to see her go through something so difficult and remain just just bright still, you know, to still laugh and to look forward and to to still look ahead. And, you know, I'm sure losing a parent changes your perspective and how, you know, she's gone from having a mother to now being the matriarch of the family, you know, like taking on that sort of role and I'm sure that's, you know, I'm sure that's difficult at any age to do that. But I think seeing her in that light today, it was just, it was a real honor, like, to be with her and stuff. And so, so I'm glad I went and I was there to support her and, and, and to laugh with her and stuff. And I think definitely falling out of the back of my sister's car was, <laughs> was a good, I, I think that was probably the highlight of her day, if I had to pick one. <laughs> so... 
No, also, it's kind of like yeah. one of those when you're in a sad moment and you just need a good laugh. I don't, and then yeah. it just rolls from there. I think my mom was kind of like dreading doing the graveside service, you know, or whatever. I think she wasn't, not dreading it, but nobody looks forward to that. I don't think she was just like, all right, let's go get this over with. And then just the belly laughs that came from on the way there, especially giving my sister shit when she missed a turn. And then she went the, you know, she went the long way around and everybody's just yelling at her in the car. Like, I think it, I think it went a long way to make her feel good. So I miss being around you guys and the, all the, um, <laughs> the three of you all the time. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. everything, everybody says when they're <laughs> gossiping at a table. Oh my god, it was so funny because my sister sits down and she's like, "Nobody's here. Let's talk shit." <laughs> it was great. She's like, "Let's talk shit on everybody. Nobody's here right now." It was awesome. <laughs> I was like, "Let's do it. I don't care." So yeah, awesome. it was great. I know. So it ended up being a great day and and all that good stuff. So um, let's talk about why we're here though this week. We have got actually. Oh, we haven't even. <laughs> We have Kay Bromberg this week. So she has actually brought us an audiobook teaser. It's not a full-length audio because she's getting the audio production done of everything. So she has a new series that she's published, and it is... Da, 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 da. <laughs> I have it all on her page on the website. Yes, on the Read Me Romance website. Everything will be up on there. Um, I have it saved on here on my spreadsheet. It is the Play Hard series. And so we're going to play you um, two chapters from the second book in the series. That's the one that's the most recent. It's called Hard to Hold. And in it, I think the reason she sent it, and I love this, is because Shane East narrates chapter five. So she sent us chapter five, which you're going to hear today, and chapter seven on Thursday. And that's done by uh, Vanessa Edwin. And both of those narrators are my one of my favorites, especially Shane East. God, his voice is so good. <laughs> and he does a British accent in this. So it's even sexier. So it's wonderful. Um, like I said, this book is called Hard to Hold, and it's book two in the Play Hard series. And then book three is uh, the next book that's out after this one that's called Hard to Score, and that's out on 217. The ebook is available now. You can go pre-order that. Um, and then there's a fourth book that's scheduled to come out too. It's Hard to Lose, and the pre-order is up on that. Um, if you want to start at the beginning, I believe they're all standalones. So if you want to start at the beginning, the first one's Hard to Handle. So, um, and again, it's by Kay Brumberg. And if you don't know her, she's really big. Um, she has the a driven, series. The yeah, the Driven series. the Driven series. The first book is called Driven. The second is Fueled and Crashed and Aced. And it's also on Amazon. You can get Driven on there. It was, the movie was done by Passion Flicks. And so Passion Flicks also is doing, they announced it the other day, or sorry, like back before Christmas or something, they're doing, they did Driven and they're doing Fueled and Crash as well. And I think they've already filmed those like since then, because I've seen, if you follow Kay Brimberg on, um, on Instagram, she posts up all the filming and stuff, like the latest things on it, which is like really cool. They're doing like an entire series for her, which I love. So, so make sure you grab all of that good stuff. She is so freaking sweet. She's also got a book that came out that I loved, Flirting with 40. That came out gosh, a couple months ago, I think. Yeah, the did. pink cover. Oh my God. That cover is what got me. It's so cute. It's like Flirting with 40 in pink and it's got this guy with like these hard abs on it and stuff. I think we even talked about it on the podcast when it came out. So 
make sure you grab that. So we're going to play the first chapter. Well, it's chapter five, but we're going to play the first portion of Kay Bernberg's Hard to Hold. And again, it's book two in the Play Hard series. You're going to hear one chapter today and one chapter on Thursday. And so, yeah, we're going to let you listen to this one. And then when we come back, we're going to tell you all the good stuff. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Chapter five, Rush. Interesting. Devastatingly gorgeous when I've only seen her from the shoulders up, and yet, she's so very interesting, staring at me from where she stands in the pool, from where she hasn't backed down, when most women would have given that annoying giggle and jiggle of tits so I could see what was being offered up. But not her. Not this woman, with her sapphire blue eyes that have no shame in staring. So you broke into a house that isn't even mine and won my attention. Now what do you plan on doing with me, in the short time between me ringing the police and them showing up? I ask, knowing a lot can be done in that short amount of time, from past experience. But her coughed out laugh and raised eyebrows tell me this isn't the usual fangirl encounter. She's too calm, too unfazed. All hints of the person who moments ago ran out of the house to do a cannonball without a care is gone and has been replaced with the curious, calculated woman standing before me. Problem is, I saw that side of her, the reckless, the carefree, and it's tempting to find it again when I shouldn't give a toss. Let's see, she says as she moves toward the steps of the pool. I know the code to get in the door, so I'm not breaking in. She moves up a step, revealing perfectly shaped tits. Not too big, not too small, nestled perfectly beneath the two red triangles of fabric. I've known Johnny for about eight years, so I'm more than welcome here. Another step up, and now I'm treated with the narrowing of her waist, where the glitter of a jewel is in her navel. And last... I don't have an ounce of interest in you whatsoever, which I'm sure comes as quite the shock to your ego. Liar. It's in the set of her chin and flicker of her eyes back down to my cock that tells me otherwise. But when she steps out of the pool and I'm greeted with the entirety of this woman, I'm knocked off my stride. She's a good five foot eight, fit but not too muscular, with curves that highlight every damn inch of what holds any normal man's attention. She's soft and supple in that perfect way that we men like, to hold on to and sink into, but not feel like we're going to break her. Bloody hell. I take a step forward. That makes two of us, then. At least that's settled now. Her lips twitch, because she knows I'm lying just as sure as I know she is. I'd ask if you're staying here, but I'll make the assumption the answer is yes. I nod. I might be lying low for a while. Her laugh tugs at the corners of her mouth. Lying low? In Los Angeles? I think someone may have lied to you about what this city is all about. It's see or be seen. If you want to lie low, you go somewhere like Montana and play with horses. There's only one thing I have in common with horses. I tease, and earn a roll of her eyes and a shake of her head. I don't think Los Angeles is far enough away from the attention you're escaping. It doesn't seem anywhere is far enough these days. 
She walks toward me, still sizing me up, and right when I think she's brazen enough, about to lean in for a kiss I'm more than willing to give, she reaches down for my towel beside me. She quirks an eyebrow when her eyes meet mine, knowing what I thought she was doing, and I laugh. I like this woman, plain and simple. We stand a foot apart, the towel in her hand, water still beaded on her skin, and for the first time I notice the dusting of freckles across the tops of her cheeks. Cute on a woman who defines the word sexy. Lennox Kincaid, she says, and now I'm even more intrigued than I was seconds before. I know the name. I've met one or two of her sisters, but never Lennox. The question is, why the hell not? Rush Mackenzie. So I assumed, she says as she bends over and runs the towel down each long leg, making a production of it as she goes. Yeah, I'm looking, love. A man would be stupid not to watch. I wasn't aware that you and Johnny knew each other, she says. Johnny knows everyone. True. I met him at the Super Bowl years ago. I was in Stance's stadium suite during the game, I say, mentioning Johnny's parents' company, Stance Sports. And we hit it off. Since then we meet up every now and again. He extended the offer to get away from the chaos. I took it. She twists her lips and puts her hand over her forehead to block the sun as she looks at me once again. You're flying at half-mast there, mate, she says, mocking my accent and highlighting it with a smirk. We don't like to show all of our talents right off the bat. So much for first impressions, then. Jesus, I bark. But just as she goes past me, I grab her wrist so we're face to face. This time, I can make out there is a ring of light blue around her pupils before it turns dark. Unique. Seems you're already in enough trouble, Mackenzie. I think the last thing you need to do is start some with me. Is that a warning or a threat? Maybe it's an invitation, she smirks. Cause God knows I could use a little of all three right now. Without another word, Lennox Kincaid strolls into the house, leaving me to watch the devastating swing of her hips, the curve of her arse, and the slope of her shoulders from behind. And here I thought I was going to dread my time in the States. Seems to me I may have found something to help me pass the time. Hell, if I'm going to be blamed for causing trouble, I might as well enjoy a little of it in the meantime. Welcome back. Hey, lady listeners. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the taste, you can go ahead and grab the audio today if you can't wait. Yes. You need a little more. We'll have that on Thursday. Yes. And and if you want to know again, the narrator's name is Shane East. You can go look him up on Audible by that name and download everything he's ever done. So amazing. Yes. I have it on the website as well. You can just click his name. It's going to take you to all of his Audible books. Yeah. So, and again, this is called Hard to Hold, book two in the Play Hard series. So you can grab that now. And also, like I said earlier, um, Hard to Score is the next one that's going to be out next week, I think. Uh, no, February 17th. So two weeks. Uh, but the, the pre-order's up now that you can grab both of those. So I think that's it. And we're going to be back Thursday with the next chapter that we have in this installment from Hard to Hold. But I think that's it. All right. Tell them what to do. 
Fuck your day up. Make sure your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.